Hallelujah. <laughs> Once again, I greet the church in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, let me see anyone who is happy. Just stand up and wave. Hallelujah. You are not standing. <laughs> um, this looks like my church. This is the kind of a church that I've got in my imagination. Hallelujah. When you tell me about the Seventh-day Adventist church in the last days, this is what I can imagine. So, let me officially announce that you have fulfilled my imaginations. Hallelujah. Uh, however, there's one thing that does not fit in my world. This pulpit. Uh, I'm a very violent preacher. <laughs> uh, I will understand because no one warned you before I came. So next time when I come, just try to go and look for a still one. Uh, because today you risk chances of being left without a, a pulpit. <laughs> uh, I will try. But if I fail, please don't blame me. <laughs> Today I'll try to be, uh, yes, the disclaimer. <laughs> Anything that uh, shall be said here should, or done should not be held against me in the courts uh, of uh, Mali, Malihambi. Yes. Um, again, um, where I come from, typically at this time we'll be eating our lunch. It's already uh, 24 past 12. However, my elder has assured me that I should not mind much about time. However, again, I know the people I came with that they mind so much about time. So I'm going to try and balance things here. Um, in the interest of time, I will quickly break uh, into a bit of some verbal acrobatics. So please stick with me because I will move uh, with the lightning speed. My idea is that in the next 15 minutes we'll be done. All together. However, as I've said, that I'll be very fast, so chances are high that I might fail to stop. So don't say the sermon was long. Just say the preacher was moving so fast that he failed to stop. It's called momentum. Those who, went, who did science will understand that better. What happens in momentum is that low energy is implied, but it has already been what? Yes, applied before. So it's, it's, it cannot be held against me. <laughs> because it's, it's an after energy. <laughs> Again, it's a disclaimer. Our topic today says victory is certain. Now, when I think of this topic, uh, I'm very happy because I look at myself as an Adventist and say I'm in the right congregation. Any normal man who is not stupid we always want to be associated with winners. Are we together? Before you join any group of people, the first thing that you look at is, is my dignity going to be represented well in this group? Ladies, are we together? There are people you know that if I spend a day with, I might lose all the respect that I have. Yeah. Some wives don't even want to walk with their husbands. If I come to church walking with this kind of a man, with ladies, there are some like that. Yeah. You assess 
the possibility of victory. And you say, ah, with this kind of a team, victory is certain. I don't know whether you're still with me. With this kind of a Jesus Christ, ah, victory is certain. At some point, we get an opportunity to look at his CV. We ask what this man who is leading us has done before. And Joseph will tell you that, hey, they threw me into the pit. With this man, one day I woke up in the palace. That is the credentials of our leader. When you ask the Egyptians, they'll tell you that, ah, with this man, a highway was opened in the sea. These are the credentials. Then when we look at such kind of a leader, we are left with no doubt but to shout that victory is certain. Ah, uh, even if you are sick, you ask Lazarus, he will tell you that I had gone beyond sickness. For how many days? Four days. He was dead. When Jesus Christ came to the scene, everything changed. Victory is certain. Uh, am I still talking to somebody? Who is this man? Now, for those who are still proposing, are you there? Just raise up your hand. <laughs> I, if you are sitting to somebody who is not married, T tell them that, hey, hey, Pagamisa. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are a wise man, before you approach a lady, you first look at yourself and where your chances are. Right. <laughs> look at Don't just go and throw yourself. Otherwise, you'll be embarrassed and lose the least dignity you have. Look at your chances and ascertain whether victory is certain. Before you go there, don't risk your self-esteem. Check your chances. Is victory certain in this scenario? Are we moving together? So please, deacons, hold your horses. Let's quickly open our Bibles to the book of Proverbs 21. I'm sitting down right, right now, together. I'm not going to prolong this. Proverbs 21. Anyone who is reliable in reading, please, especially if you've got the new kings, King James Version, please read for us. Last verse. Ah, you are very slow. Proverbs 21, verse 31. The horse is prepared against the day of the battle. Come on, come on, guys. Are you still moving with me? <laughs> a horse is prepared. Whoever is preparing a horse knows that there is a day of battle. Therefore, they are not careless. They take their responsibility very well. They prepare for the day of battle. 
Ah. Now the Bible, because it was written, this verse was written a long time ago, that's why they used the horse. If it was in today's age, when we are talking of America, we can say an intercontinental ballistic missile is prepared for the day of war. An F-22 Raptor airplane is prepared for the day of war. America takes very seriously its military strength. Are we together? Uh, last time I was reading, I discovered that I think their budget is somewhere about $6 billion for the military only. The budget of the whole country of Zimbabwe is not even a tenth of that. But still, after exhausting all those resources, the Bible tells me that victory still lies in the hands of the Lord. After making all those preparations, they still need the signature of the Almighty. Ah. So in other words, their war is now divided into two parts. Now this is art, the art of victory. It is divided into two parts. The first part is your part. The second part is the Lord's part. So after doing your part, you hand over. Then the Lord approves. Are we still moving together? Victory lies in the hands of the Lord. And this is what gives me strength to wake up every day knowing that every breath I take is a signature that the Lord still approves that I should continue living. No matter how sick you are, you go and look for the best doctors. They will still need the signature of my Lord. Yeah. There are some people who have died with all the best doctors on earth. Ah, ask Michael Jackson. Everything was tested. The air he, bre he breathed. <laughs> they tried. I, I don't know how, how far true is this, but they're saying everything was tested. But one day, the Lord refused to put his signature. Yeah. That car you are driving, some of you, you think, well, I was driving because my CV, I've got a degree. But if the Lord does not sign, there is no victory. Victory lies in the hands of the Lord. A proposal, yeah. Yeah. You think you're a gentleman. You will be rejected in the broad daylight if the Lord does not put his signature. Ah, a gentleman like me being rejected by a lady. Yes! The last link was missing. The signature of the Lord. Ah! A promotion. Sing it. You have done everything. Seven o'clock you are at work. Eh? You have even tried to improve your, education your educational qualifications. You've done your master's. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you had only a degree, you were a branch manager. Now you are eyeing for the general manager position. You go and do your master's. If the Lord does not approve, you will be demoted instead of being promoted with your master's. And you start reporting to somebody who has got a degree. 
because the Lord has not put his signature. Ah, we're going to close. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Romans. Chapter 8. Are we there? Verse 31. It's our final verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Read. Ah, uh, this, this is a question now. No, no, work with me. Work with me here. A bit by bit. This is the question. What shall we say then? Uh, repeat that question. What shall we say then? In response to these things. Now this is the response to these things. Remember what things are the 28 says, if God, sorry, he says, all things work together for the good to those who love Christ. 31, what then shall we say? In response to these things. If God, hallelujah, be on our side, then who can be against us? He who did not spare his son. Ah. Now let me add more. Paul was not enlightened as I am about this God. <laughs> let, let, let me add a bit of science into this. It is God who placed the moon 240,000 miles up, away from the earth. At that position, it still has the ability to control the tides of the ocean. If it was possible to temper with that distance by just less than a meter, the whole of planet Earth will be engulfed in water. Therefore, if God who maintains such a delicate order be on my side, who can be against me? Are we still moving together? It is still God who scattered across the vast spaces of the universe more than a billion stars, each larger than our own sun, by his word. If that kind of a God be on, on my side, who are you to gossip about me? <laughs> it is this God who created the microorganisms so small, so tiny, that as we study them through an electronic microscope, we recognize that its cellular peculiar structure is so complex that even a fraction of its function on Earth is still not yet understood. If that God is on my side, who are you to fire me? May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen.